0: Here we go, another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. I'm Steve Cashel, my co host, as always, Dr. Brian Cole, sports medicine specialist with Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. He is the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, one of the co team physicians with the Chicago White Sox orthopedic surgeon. Dr. Cole, how are you on this uh, Saturday morning? Steve, I'm doing great. Good, Doing good, great. good. No complaints. Well, we're going to kick it right off here. We've got a lot to do, and uh, we'll talk about plantar fasciitis. Well, when I think of that, I think of Kim Noah with the bulls who had it. And first question, Noah, is it the same thing as heel spurs?
1: Well, that's, it's a little bit of a misnomer. That that might be the layperson's n- nomenclature, if you will, for it, but it's, it's really not associated with a spur at all. In fact, it's very common on x-ray to have a little bony prominence at the bottom of your heel. Uh, but the, the problem itself has nothing to do with the bony prominence. It has to do with the fascia. Uh, so pl- the, the common term is plantar fasciitis, and that's a far more a- accurate term for this condition.
0: Let's bring on our first guest of this edition of Sports Medicine Weekly from Athletico, a physical therapist dealing with plantar fasciitis, Sarah Ryerson. How are you, Sarah?
2: Wonderful. Well, luckily, I'm not dealing with it, but I do address it here in our treatments.
0: Good, good, good. Well, what, what characteristics, Sarah, make someone more susceptible to plantar fasciitis?
2: Well, the plantar fascia is basically the thick fibrous band that uh, runs on the bottom of your foot from your heel to your toes. And this location ideally positions it to maintain and support your arch, but it's really not supposed to be the primary player. This is really the job of your ankle and foot muscles, so any dysfunction or weakness in these muscles can result in complaints. As well as poor running mechanics, decreased calf flexibility, um, increased activity where you're spending a lot of time on your feet, changes in your footwear, higher low arches, and being overweight can also result in complaints.
1: So, what? So, g- as a therapist, what you know? Give us the top three or four things that you typically deploy when someone comes in with symptomatic plantar fasciitis because we do refer patients frequently to therapy with this condition? The things we do, we may recommend orthotics, for example, night splints, occasionally injections are used. What does the therapist do?
2: Well, technically by nature of our job, therapists are specialists in evaluating and treating muscle dysfunction. So we improve any weaknesses in the ankle, the hip, the foot. And then certain athletic physical therapists have additional training in two techniques, Grastin or astim, and dry needling that improve soft tissue disorders such as plantar fasciitis. Grastin or ASTIM uses tools to target restrictions in the plantar fascia, while dry needling knots in the muscles of the calf or leg can decrease tension on the plantar fascia. We can also use kinesio tape to support the arch and decrease the plantar fascia load that's on it.
1: So the and technique is like direct, very firm, you know, you may be using some type of device, piece of plastic, other on the area. Is that to explain how you do a and technique?
2: It is basically, yeah. So it's using certain tools, but we're ideally addressing those restrictions just through a different means.
1: So why does it work? What's the the mechanism? I've always been curious because it can be particularly uncomfortable, but then there seems to be some direct benefit from doing it.
2: Well, basically, if you have some of those restrictions... Um, And because of the nature of the plantar fascia, the reason you have heel pain is because it pulls on the attachment site where the location of that plantar fascia attaches. So you're reducing any of the restrictions in there by getting in there and kind of localizing those areas of restrictions even more than somebody might be able to do just by rolling a ball on their foot. Mm -hmm. So it really targets some of those restrictions. Also, we do uh, target the restrictions in the calf. Because a lot of times, um, poor calf flexibility will result in complaints. So any restrictions in the calf tie in with that plantar fascia being tight.
0: Visiting with uh, Athletico's Sarah Ryerson talking about plantar fasciitis. Another minute or so here, Sarah. Um, is this typical for, are you seeing athletes, non-athletes, men, women, uh, the youth? Who, who gets this?
2: We see all sorts of people that tend to get this. Um, and we just address any of the causes that we find so usually the best thing to do is calf stretching or you can roll um, a foam roll on the, ba- on the back of your calf because a big huge component that we tend to see in everybody is a decreased calf flexibility athletes can get it, um, people that spend a lot of time standing on their job or things like that can get it um, people that are sedentary sometimes get this too um, by nature to being overweight and putting more uh, load through their uh, feet.
0: Great stuff, Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Thanks. Medicine Weekly.
2: Thanks so much for having me.